folks. Welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast Podcast with Wayne and Patrick coming to you in 2024. Uh, it's been some time since I've connected here. Um, you know, if you want, go online, go find, uh, you know, Wayne's latest episode uh, with his special guest, Talking Bears, um, everything that's coming up for them. So that's available on YouTube, uh, anywhere that we're linked on audio as well. Um, today, we're going to bring you our first round matchups for the NFL. Um, you know, the playoffs are right here right around the corner for wildcard weekend. We're going to go through all the matchups coming up for this weekend slate. Um, leave it at that. And, uh, you know, as always, just give you our best. Um, we're sponsored here by the Sharps app. You know, go check it out. If you are making bets on any of the, you know, gambling sites around sports, build a social media profile through it, you know, link up with other people making parlays, bets, you know, see what folks are strategizing and, uh, you know, just learn more about that space there. So, you know, go download the Sharps app now. Also, uh, Titan Nutrition, we've been with them for a while. You know, we got a promo code that you can check out, get any sort of supplements for working out. Um, they've got a lot of different options, flavors. Uh, so you can go, you know, check them out where they're, they're at as well. Uh, without further ado, we're going to kick this one off with the Saturday matchups. Uh, Miami Dolphins going on the road to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, how about this matchup? Uh, you know, Dolphins, they still have this rap, right, of just not playing up to their competition. And, you know, it's going to be also really cold at Arrowhead. I think I see, like, temperatures for this Saturday around, like, 10 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. And I think I saw a stat out there about the Dolphins, the past 10 games where the temperature – Game time temp is like under 40, just just 40 degrees. Uh, they're 0 and 10. So, you know, that Miami weather uh, definitely plays a factor. Tyreek Hill, he might slow down a little bit. I know he has played at Arrowhead before and such. But, you know, I think all in all, uh, this game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Chiefs, they're four-point favorites uh, right now. I'm going to pick the the over. I think they'll cover here. Uh, Dolphins defense, you know, I just don't think they stack up that well against the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs offense hasn't been as spectacular as years past, but, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to be missing their two edge rushers. I think that's going to be instrumental. Like, I think the key for to go against Patrick Mahomes is obviously getting some sort of pass rush. And then obviously for them, you know, oftentimes if their wide receivers can catch the ball, then that's that's basically going to be halfway to their success there. So uh, I got the Chiefs winning here. You know, like I mentioned before, Dolphins, it just seems like they don't play up to their competition or, you know, when they're going against great competition, such as the Chiefs here, it's just, they just don't win those games, especially on the road in the playoffs. So I think they build off from their successes this year. But in the end, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and their experience. I think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Christian Jones, I think, or Chris Jones, I think all that's just going to uh, be good enough for them to get a W here. Maybe we see a little bit Taylor. I don't know. But uh, I think, yeah, the Chiefs prevail here. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you're saying with that Miami defense to you know, lose Bradley Chubb after losing, you know, Jalen Phillips earlier in the year. They're also down uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker at linebacker. We're not sure if Xavier Howard's going to play at corner or Javon Allen at safety. I mean, this team is kind of in shambles at this point, especially on defense. It was a top 10 unit for the year overall in terms of yards you know, per game. But 
you just can't go in with that many uh, guys, I think, out. Um, I know they signed Bruce Irvin and uh, Justin Houston, I believe, today. Um, but, you know, is that enough to get them, you know, ingrained into, you know, their defensive scheming and kind of get ready for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and everything that, you know, he usually brings out in the playoffs? Like, it's a very, very tall ask. Uh, maybe Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are back on offense as well. If they're out, um, again, like you're just going in very shorthanded when you really can't be. And even if everyone was healthy, this would still be a very tough matchup for Miami. Um, you know, Kansas City, it hasn't been their best year. Um, you know, I feel like the offensive woes have been pretty noticeable, um, kind of the inconsistencies week to week. It seems like they do make uh, a lot of, you know, mental mistakes, mental errors. There's been a lot of drop passes throughout the the year that have led to big losses for Kansas City. Um, but in a lot of ways, you know, they kind of remind me of the New England Patriots of old. You know, it's you know, there were many, many Patriots teams that we saw walking into the playoffs where we're like, eh, yeah, they're just, you know, middle seeds here for the AFC. They took care of the AFC East, but in the same way, like, you know, it's the Patriots. And I just feel like Patrick Mahomes, you get the playoffs going. You know, you get him in that kind of environment, and he's going to thrive. And this isn't my favorite Chiefs team, um, you know, that they've had over the years, but that defense has been stout all year. You know, top two team uh, on that end. We know what they can bring offensively if, if Patrick Mahomes just starts to, you know, dial it in a bit. But, you know, at home, you want to throw the weather on top of that for sure. Like, that's just another, you know, element to it, which it does matter because, you know, Miami's obviously much more comfortable in the sun. So, yeah, man, KC, and I don't think this one's going to be a very tight game. I see, you know, a touchdown or more, uh, you know, for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think the key, if there is some sort of upset to be pulled off, is like, yeah, like you mentioned, Irvin and, or Houston, if they pull off some sort of, I don't know, like Joe Flacco equivalent, right? Just off the couch, veteran, <laughs> uh, coming into the situation, just be like, oh, yeah, I know how to play this football game, right? Uh, and get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, also, I think, you know, if they're able to run the ball here, uh, they do have a, you know, obviously an, you know, a really good running attack there. Um, if they're able to get the ball rolling there, you know, that's less time for Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey to make any type of plays out there on the offensive side. So, you know, I think that could be, you know, if they play more of a ball control type of offense, I think that could be in favor for the Dolphins. But you know, a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, a lot of injuries, you know, like we talked about on the Dolphins defense. So all in all, for I think both of us, yeah, we feel pretty good about the Chiefs and their chances of winning here over the Dolphins. For sure. You mentioned Joe Flacco, so we'll just move into the second, you know, game of the Saturday uh, slate there. Uh, we've got the Cleveland Browns going on the road to take on the Houston Texans. Joe Flacco. I mean, how about this? Like, you know, I think sometimes I forget like, oh, yeah, he also played for that divisional rival, the Baltimore Ravens, too. And, you know, uh, was kind of that link with, uh, you know, won the Super Bowl and everything and then was the quarterback before Lamar Jackson, because it feels like with Lamar Jackson, like it's just been, you know, uh, kind of a fairy tale, if you will, with the MVP and everything else he's done. But, um, you know, the Texans. Coming in with a healthy CJ Stroud. Uh, yes, they still don't have Tank Dell, but it looks like they're going to have Robert Woods, uh, possibly Noah Brown too. Uh, you know, going along with Nico Collins, so they're getting healthier. Uh, you know, coming off of that great victory that they had with the Colts, there kind of a win 
win in your end game there. So you know, coming in with some momentum, Texans have won three of their last four, four, including that Colts game there. Uh, you know, the Browns coming in hot though, Joe Flacco, we had a lead in the charge with this also top ranked defense that they have. Um, also the Browns, they've beaten the spread too <laughs> the last four weeks. If you don't include week 18, you know, which I think that's kind of a toss up there. Um, just overall though, I think the, you know, the, the Browns and kind of how they match up. I think the key will be, you know, if the Texans, uh, Dalton Schultz, he's going to be the key factor there. I think I saw somewhere that the Browns, they've allowed like a 99.9 quarterback rating, uh, against tight ends. That's really where Dalton Schultz can be that X factor for the team here. Also, if Singletary can, you know, effectively run the ball, you know, maybe he doesn't break out like a 30-yard touchdown run or whatever, but is able to like move the ball, like average like four or five yards a carry. I think that could be helpful, kind of take the load off of Stroud. Um, but you know what? This Browns team, uh, even though they're not going to be playing without both their tackles there, uh, which that's the only concern that I have, I think, against Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan uh, Grenard, who you know, combined have like 19 and a half sacks. I do believe that the Browns with Flacco, with that defense, the defense will be able to hold Stroud a little bit. I think uh, stopping any type of big plays, I think, would be key for the Browns. And, you know, this is a epic Browns defense that they have. Like, if if they had a, a Joe Flacco or had some stability of the quarterback, you know, earlier in the season, like, this is a team that won 11 games, right? Like, could you imagine if earlier in the season they had, you know, Joe Flacco of some sort there, just having that stability? Like this team could have, you know, probably like three or 13 or 14 wins there. So, you know, for me, I got, I really like this Browns defense. I think they'll win, they'll basically win them this game. I think Flacco will make enough plays there, keep the ball moving. Um, and yeah, I got the Browns. So it's like, it's a two and a half point. They're two and a half point favorites against the Texans. I'm going to say they cover this, you know, uh, it is Jim Schwartz, experienced defensive coordinator against a young rookie quarterback, albeit, you know, having a historical season. I just think the Browns with this defense, they'll, they'll, they'll take care of business here and Flacco will make enough plays, you know, with Amari Cooper who got like 265 yards, I think the last time that these two teams played. So maybe he doesn't get that, but, you know, I think they'll be able to get enough yards, uh, passing there. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to go to Houston just because, you know, they've been kind of your darlings from the start of the year. Um, man, what a way to end it, you know, beating Indy. That was a great game to watch uh, just to see, you know, Stroud's kind of progression from the start of the year to, you know, all the way through. It's like, man, we were talking MVPs. You know, he definitely has a case this year and he's you know, only, you know, coming in for his first time and just looks so seasoned and uh, and ready to go. Um, I'm with you, though. I mean, I feel like, you know, top D in the game, uh, you know, tied for fifth in takeaways uh, throughout the year. I think they're going to be kind of a matchup nightmare uh, for for Stroud. I think, you know, it's going to be a lot, um, you know, upon him, I think, in his first ever playoff game. I think there's a lot of pressure, you know, as it is for him. Uh, also kind of being at home, I think there's an expectation there that, you know, they'll have to hold serve there and kind of, you know, take care of business, um, you know, on their ground. But, you know, Cleveland, I just feel like, very deep, very experienced. Uh, you know, I feel like that defense has just been humming all year, and it's seemingly been the quarterback play that's been the most, you know, inconsistent factor of the team. You know, going from, 
Deshaun Watson to, you know, uh, PJ Walker to, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson. It's just like, it's been kind of checkered all over the place for the Browns. They finally found that stabilizing force in Joe Flacco. Um, you know, it's good for him that he didn't have to play a full season. I think just him coming in to be that, you know, that, that closer, it's like, he's so fresh, he's, he's hot. So it's like, just ride that hot hand. And, you know, before they ended up, uh, you know, kind of resting all starters last week, they had lot, you know, won their last four, uh, coming into the playoffs. So they're like, you're saying riding in hot, um, not that Houston isn't playing well, but yeah, man, I just think, uh, you know, you got a lot of veterans on the Brown side, guys that are you know, hungry. And that team just, it's just a, it's a mean team. That is like a, they're, they're pretty much play bully ball uh, throughout the games. I mean, they stack up really well against teams like the Ravens. Um, You know, when they go head to head with them, I just feel like they're that type of playoff hard nosed football team that, you know, is going to get it done. So I'm going to go with you there. I agree. I think this one's going to be a close one, but um, you know, I think they're going to win by, by three points. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of you know, again we'll see like this whole CJ Stroud like he's been incredible like like I mentioned before I would like in, in his truest form of most valuable player like to me CJ Stroud by a long shot just given you know rookie head coach defensive coordinator as or you know was is a defensive minded coach as well um, not much talent on the offensive side of the ball like I think every everybody picked them I think they were like the the second lowest ranked team i think to maybe to the panthers or something like that uh, in terms of what the record was going to be i think they, they had the lowest odds of like making the playoffs or something so honestly remarkable season remarkable what they've been able to do like who would have thought nico collins would be like in the thousand yard plus wide receiver like all these things that are just incredible here uh for cj strauss just yeah they just happen to go against one of the best defenses in all the nfl and yeah a hot quarterback too so for me, it's much more about that. You know, really like what the Texans have built on. I'll be scared what they are able to put together for, you know, this offseason and heading into next season. Like, you know, and it's hard to, like, remind ourselves, hey, this team won the division, right? Like, you felt like the Jaguars were owners of the division. But, yeah, they kind of just stumbled. And now, yeah, the Texans took over. And um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This is going to be a home game you know, in the playoffs for the Texans here. So definitely don't want to write them off. But yeah, feeling pretty good, I think, for this Browns team with that defense. Uh, yeah, I, it's just going to be tenacious for them. Although, you know, Tunsil, if he can be that, that you know, uh, uh, staple that he is, that could definitely slow things down. But yeah, it's just going to be a hard, I think, matchup here against this Browns uh, passing defense, which is one of the best in football there. So, yeah. Agreed. In our next one, uh, we have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, in terms of like a win standpoint or who, who I think is going to win, it's like there's there's no TJ Watt. There's no TJ Watt, which I know both of us, like we've talked about as, you know, he's probably like we, we think we both identified him as like the defensive player of the year here. Um, granted, they're, they still have a lot of talent on their defense, but Having that TJ Watt, like, that's such a blow against this really uh, hot Bills team. So, you know, it's also in Buffalo. Bills are 7-2 at home this season. Uh, you know, they've been moving the ball around uh, apart from just, you know, zeroing in on uh, Stephon Diggs. You know, I, I do think that 
uh, you know, if if Josh Allen, you know, hadn't maybe thrown like was it 18, 19 interceptions, he probably would be in conversation for MVP a little bit more so of, but um, you know, he think he has 45 total touchdowns, you know, including his rushing right, like pretty incredible season that Josh Allen has had and has really kind of, you know, pushed along that offense. And, you know, now, hey, they're passing to Khalil Shakir a little bit more, passing to Dalton Kincaid, using James Cooks more. So um, really diversifying their offense. And then the, their defense definitely has uh, had suffered a lot of injuries, I think, this season. You know, you know Matt Milano, Tredavious White, Jordan Phillips, like, you know, kind of big staples there. But uh, they have enough firepower on defense. You know, Leonard Floyd definitely stepped up from the pass rushing standpoint. So, um, you know, they got Rasola Douglas as well. Um, so I, I see a lot of good, good positives happening for the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are actually like 10-point favorites here. So I might I, – I don't know. Like the Steelers team and Mike Tomlin, he always seems to – uh, motivate these players really well, even like with their backs against the wall here. So I, it's hard for me to say, but I might just pick the Bills covering just for the sake of it. <laughs> 10 points is a lot, especially against the Steelers team, but it's on the road in Buffalo. So I'm going to say the Bills, they cover, uh, they go the over here. Um, yeah, the, the Steelers offense is, they just been a little bit anemic and everything this season. And yeah, I think the Bills will be able to move the ball, especially without the TJ Watt there. Yeah, the Watt injury is huge. I mean, it's almost everything, uh, you know, pressure-wise for Pittsburgh. Um, I just don't want to be disrespectful because the last thing I want to do is, you know, pump up the Bills and kind of talk down on who the Steelers are. Then, you know, Tomlin just shows up with this amazing game plan and, you know, happens to, you know, either either take one or just, you know, make it very, very scary. Um, I, I still think he's going to get his guys ready to play. Um, he's a very you know, professional coach with a very professional, um, you know, organization and just kind of, you know, ethic, I think, you know, from their, from their side. So, you know, Mason Rudolph has stepped up to be a competent starter for them, which is super nice. I don't know if that's actually something that's sustainable or, you know, in the works for, you know, them moving forward, depending on what happens in this playoff um, run of his, but, you know, in general, it's just been, that's been one of the biggest Achilles heels you know, of that team. And it just feels like now they've got a guy who can, you know, get the ball downfield a bit, um, you know, obviously mixing it up with Najee and, you know, Jalen Warren too, but you know, saw a pretty good ball. He threw to Deontay Johnson, you know, for a big uh, touchdown score last week. I think he's just bringing some new, you know, energy and confidence into that team, which is desperately needed um, at the quarterback position. But like you're saying with Buffalo, um, you know, they do it on both sides of the ball. I know Josh Allen's been wildly, uh, you know, kind of inconsistent, you know, looking at numbers and, you know, turnovers and things like that this year. And, you know, one thing I have to say about it is that I think his aggressiveness is what makes him great. I think the fact that he doesn't second guess himself or doesn't get too caught up in throwing that big interception, you know, and kind of, you know, coming back and being a little bit more timid about it next run, he just continues to go. He just continues to go and go and go and go. And, you know, it leads to big, you know, breakaway runs for him. He it leads to big passes in very tight spots. I mean, I feel like he was kind of throwing darts uh, toward the end of that game last week. And, you know, that was a huge victory um, in Miami just to kind of seal it up and get him in this two slot. Um, but in a lot of ways, it just showed, uh, you know, who Josh Allen is, um, where he's going, you know, with his career right now. I feel like this is the run 
um, in this playoffs that's going to make, you know, or break him in a lot of ways. I mean, I think this is where he's going to make his name uh, if, I, if I had to put my money down. And I feel really good about the Bills. I really do. I mean, they've won their last five. Um, they've got a great defense. I'm hoping that Russell Douglas is is healthy. Um, we have to make sure that Gabe Davis is healthy on the offensive end of it. But, you know, I think this Bills team's learned a lot this year. I mean, they at times had played down to their competition a bit, which is something to worry about, especially when they go up against a depleted Steelers team. But, you know, this last stretch of things where they've taken down some huge opponents, I mean, Chiefs, Cowboys, you could probably name some others in that in that list there uh, over these last you know several weeks or so, but to get yourself in the, the you know the two slot after being kind of like on the brink of not even making the playoffs, I mean that's that's remarkable, and uh, it's that kind of momentum that a team needs to have going into a playoff run to to you know win it all. Honestly, yeah, like if I am a- any AFC team and I see the Bills coming up there, I I would be a little scared, like even. Like, I think yeah, we, we we can go through, like, you know, all the AFC, essentially, you know, maybe we'll say that for n- another episode. But, like, you know, we've talked about how all the teams, they're, they don't seem that great. The AFC doesn't seem that great. There's a lot of flaws. You know, we've talked about the Chiefs before. Um, I mean, the Ravens, are I think they're the one team, right? It's like, okay, maybe them. But the rest, like, this is a tough Bills team. Uh, Josh Allen, when he's playing at his best, he's unstoppable. and yeah, he's he's been divvying it up the the ball a bit more, and you know he's playing like I, I see the fire in his eye, and you know I'm 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 pumped up for the Bills. So, and I you know I think I kind of said that the Bills might take you know a little bit of a uh, they might regress a little bit this year, but you know come playoff time and what they've been showing of late, like I would be scared to face them against in the playoffs, right? So this definitely is a tough, resilient Bills team, and. You know, they have a lot to, I think, show for that. And, yeah, even with all the injuries on their defense, they still are able to bring it and, you know, uh, have good coaches, too, to help make sure that they're, you know, positioning their players well. So, yeah, I would be scared for this if I am going against this Bills team just because Josh Allen and, you know, a solid defense and, you know, the playmakers they have on offense, like, they can definitely make a run here. So, uh, you know, they're getting hot. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think... It'll be interesting to see how they progress, but yeah, Luis, I think they yeah take this game here against the Steelers for sure. I like where this offense is uh, is coming into this year versus others with an established running back. You know, having James Cook back there who's actually you know kind of asserted himself not only in the running game but also in the passing game. He's looking very uh, multi-dimensional, somebody they can actually trust, and then. Kind of having um, Dalton Kincaid step up at tight end with, you know, Dawson Knox coming back. It just provides so much more, you know, flexibility options for that offense. They look a lot more confident, um, you know, this year than maybe in others. So, um, yeah, just just all things considered, uh, you know, this is this is definitely Josh's uh, time to shine. I mean, I feel like last week, even that big game, they were, you know, showing side-by-side clips of him versus John Elway. And kind of like the, you know, the bootlegs he used to, you know, take or, you know, wild throws he used to kind of make as, as well. Maybe a little bit like a Brett Favre, but um, yeah, man, I, I love his moxie. And, uh, you know, I definitely think this is a W here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's going to be scary, I think. Uh, what the Bills do, like, you know, don't, definitely don't want to steal too much thunder in terms of, uh, I guess, predictions for them. But yeah, I would be scared if I, if I were to be you know, in the AFC kind of going against them there. 
uh, you know, no Joe, no Joe Burrow and Bengals or anything like that. So I think that's like one, you know, favorite that we both kind of had going into this season. So yeah, this de- definitely is, I think, a scary Bills team uh, in the playoffs. For sure. In our next one, we've got the Green Bay Packers going on the road to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, man, this is this is going to be great. Uh, you know, talking about like a battle of the number one and number two passing touchdown quarterbacks here in Dak Prescott, who was number one, and Jordan Love, who was number two for the Packers. Um, you know, the Cowboys beat the Lions uh, by one at home, I think, several weeks back. You know, if you want to kind of compare a little bit to NFC North uh, teams there. Uh, so I think they're, you know, maybe that is something to look into a little bit. Uh, also, this is at home. This is at Jerry's World where the Cowboys are undefeated this season. They just play their best brand of football at home. Um, Cowboys defense, too, is, you know, they have a lot of difference makers there. I think that's going to be the key thing. Uh, you know, I talked about Jordan Love and just – a tremendous season that he's had, you know, I definitely doubted him a little bit there, uh, especially with the the kind of the lack of weapons that I think I saw, but, you know, he was able to utilize, you know, a very young wide receiver core. I I think all the wide receivers that are like either rookies or year two, you know, with Christian Watson and Robia Dubs uh, who were drafted last year. So, but, you know, for me, I think the Cowboys defense, that's going to be the difference maker here. Uh, you got Gilmore, you got Bland at the cornerback positions to kind of, you know, uh, slow down those talented young wide receivers there. Uh, Micah Parsons, too, being able to create pressure. I think that'll be instrumental here. Uh, I think the keys for the the Packers, though, is can Aaron Jones be effective? I think that's what's going to be necessary for them to have some success. Uh, also, is Christian Watson going to be available? I think, you know, he's kind of questionable from everything I've seen and read there because he can definitely blow off the top. Like, doesn't matter if it is, you know, Gilmore or Deron Bland, Bland, Deron Bland back there. Uh, Christian Watson can run past them and at 6'5", like he is a weapon. So I think those are kind of factors to look for if I am a Packers fan there. Uh, also, very excited to see. Uh, Jair Alexander versus CD Lamb in the playoffs. Like that could be a matchup to watch as well. Looks like Jair Alexander, looks like he did practice. So it looks like he probably will be available there. So all that being said, I got to go Jerry World, Cowboys. Uh, I feel like they just have experience. They got uh, the secondary to match up with the wide receivers and also kind of just stall the passing game a little bit for the Packers, I think. They'll be able to stop the run, stop Aaron Jones uh, enough, uh, maybe create a turnover too as well with Bland and Gilmore there, like I mentioned before. Maybe Parsons is able to get some pressure on there. I'm just kind of factoring all that. And then, yeah, Dak Prescott, you know, I think he can play at that MVP level again in Dallas specifically. It's kind of, kind of banking over that, you know, young uh, talented Packers team exceeded my expectations. I think I might have picked them last, so definitely want to uh, give some props there. But in this game, got to pick Dallas Cowboys uh, winning here. Uh, I think the spread is seven and a half in favor of the Cowboys. You know, I'm going to say the Packers actually cover here. I think that they can go within that seven and a half. But yeah, I got the Cowboys winning this game. Cowboys winning this game. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I agree definitely on this game being a lot closer than maybe what analysts think. Um, what an accomplishment from the Green Bay Packers this year to make the playoffs uh, year after losing Aaron Rodgers, bring in, you know, the, the quarterback waiting under the wings in Jordan Love. Um, what a season he had. I mean, I feel like, you know, there was that huge victory he had early on in the year over the Saints, that huge comeback run that he had. Um, that I felt like, at least for me, showed me that he's got a lot of grit and he's very capable of, you know, playing some big football when it matters. There was that huge lull, I think, you know, more or less in the first half of the season where he had a lot of struggles and showed that he's, you know, still learning on the job and he's still trying to ease his way and get comfortable there. Um, but to just finish off the year and kind of, you know, get this team, um, you know, winning, winning football games, uh, you know, having big stat lines, showing the confidence, showing the fact that he's, you know, been worth, um, you know, the weight and worth that first round pick, um, even to, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers' uh, displeasure there. It's just, it's just crazy to see that, how they just kind of hand the baton from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. And now it's in the hands of Jordan Love to kind of take it and run with it. Um, he just looks very capable. He looks very capable of leading a team. Um, you know, it sucks when you know, think about it from the Bears perspective and everything that, you know, we go through on a year to year basis, thinking about what it is to have a, you know, franchise quarterback or something like that. But man, I mean, this to me, you know, exceeded expectations for this team already, just to make sure that they're on the right path, that they didn't make, you know, the wrong decision there by, you know, choosing him to lead the team and, you know, they do have that huge crop of, you know, young wide receivers like you were talking about. Jaden Reed looks like a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he's very fun to watch on the ground in the air. Um, maybe they do get Watson back, which would be a huge uh, boost for them. I think, you know, Luke Musgrave may also be back. I think he was on, you know, the fence last week if he didn't play. I'm not sure. But Tucker Craft has been pretty good at tight end for them as well. So it's like they've just got this crop of young guys on offense. They've got a defense that's on the rise as well. I mean, Placement wise, the team didn't finish up, you know, in the top half of many, you know, statistical categories on offense or defense. But I think they're a work in progress and they're, you know, picking up confidence at the right time. Dallas, we know what they are. We've seen what they've done, you know, throughout the year. The differential, I believe, was nearing 200 points against opponents, especially when they got to Dallas. It was, you know, just kind of laying the smackdown on teams. But we do know one thing about the Cowboys and that, you know, there's always going to be that game. There's going to be a game where they slip up and, you know, they drop, not not to say an easy one, but we kind of, you know, let our guard down a little bit and get kind of high on the Cowboys and they come crashing back down to earth and stuff. So, you know, when I think about predictions, when I think about this team, they have everything in place they need uh, to really make a strong push here um, coming out of the NFC. You know, they have basically all the talent that they probably, you know, have to have on both sides of the ball to to really get the job done. But it's just that it's getting the job done, having the confidence and you know, getting over that hump. Um, I do think being at home, you know, I think last year we're in a similar position of being the host. I think they don't drop this one this time around. I think they do get that, you know, first round victory that they've been looking for um, for you know some years now. And I think it's a you know, game that will uh, at least provide some confidence for Dak where he needs it. He needs to get a big victory here. Um, but as far as, you know, covering the spread, I mean, seven and a half to me still seems a little bit too high. I, I, I think Green Bay will come in and give him a very competitive game. So 
whether it's a touchdown or less, I'm just going to go on the under there. Um, but I do see the Cowboys, uh, you know, going over uh, for the for the game itself. Yeah, yeah, it's Cowboys uh, seven and a half there. So yeah, I, I I think you and I are in agreement. I think with the Packers uh, being able to kind of cover that, but um, yeah, I think it's just giving props to like Matt Lafleur and the coaching staff there. Like you know, I think we've mentioned before, this is the youngest team in the NFL and. You know, everybody thought this was a kind of a rebuilding year, you know, Jordan Love first year. And it's like, who would have predicted? I think Vegas basically had him as uh, the favorite to lead the league, lead the NFL in interceptions, right? So uh, then he's second. He had, you know, he's second in the league in touchdowns more so. And I I don't know where he ranked in terms of interceptions, but I know he definitely wasn't, uh, you know, number one there. So, yeah, great. I think great job. I think this really just goes to show like what does good coaching do, especially good offensive coaches, is they can make a good, you know, a young quarterback look great. Like this kind of truly is what it is, you know, hint bears fans. Like this is kind of what it looks like uh for a quarterback to, you know, has learned under different uh learned under uh sat under Aaron Rodgers and kind of saw how he went about his business, how he studied film, how he broke things down. Like that's stuff that's just really invaluable. And, you know, it's a recipe for success for uh, the Packers. It seems like you're just letting a quarterback sit there, no matter how talented they are, just let them digest the information. And that really seems to work for them. So, you know, awesome that they're able to do that. I uh, wish we had something as methodical and, uh, you know, significant as that to make an impact on the quarterback but yeah i would definitely i mean that's like something i thought about recently is now for really ought to have more uh, props i think for coach of the year just of what he has been able to do i mean i still think D'Amico ryan's like he deserves it flat out but now did a great job i think with this uh this young talented though uh packers team here yeah 100 percent. i'm glad you brought that up i mean I was watching the game last week and I was just thinking to myself, like they did pan over to LaFleur and I was like, this is the first year where, you know, everything hasn't been, you know, put in place for him. And then, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of, you know, it's hard to kind of dictate how much talent the coach truly has when you have a quarterback of that kind of, you know, um, ilk as it is Um, coming over from Tennessee prior. It was like, did he really deserve this job? Like this is kind of, seemingly a little bit over his head from where he's at, you know, in, in the NFL and in the, you know, the pecking order of, of maybe candidates that should get hired. And it took a while, I think for a lot of people to look at him and say like, yeah, he deserves to be there. Or, yeah. We'll give him some credit for some of these, uh, you know, terrific Aaron Rodgers performances or the fact that the Packers were making the playoffs um, in given years. But, you know, like you're saying with, with love kind of coming in year one and, you know, LaFleur having, Nobody else to kind of fall back on but himself. I mean, he really he really proved that he can get this team kind of rallied together and, you know, coordinated quickly. And, um, yeah, again, the fact that they're in it, to me, is remarkable. I mean, I had him probably ending up in last place, too, at the start of this year, just based on the huge transition that I thought it was going to, you know, going to be. And it's just, again, it's demoralizing as a Bears fan to look over you know, yet again at Green Bay and just, just see them back in it already. And it's like, damn, what are we, what are we missing? So um, anyways, yeah, totally agree on that point. Yeah. We're, we're missing good coaching. Uh, <laughs> that's one for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. Like that's yeah. In a nutshell, but um, 
yeah, no, it, it definitely just goes to show the differences of like what a winning organization looks like, how they're able to go about their business. Uh, you know, I remember there was a lot of flack that obviously they got for uh, the Packers got for drafting Jordan Love and, you know, similar things here with Aaron Rodgers. Like there was always that thing. It's like, oh, why are they doing that? Well, guess what? It works. Like it works. You know, while uh, the, the Carolina Panthers give you know a, a haul to the Bears to draft number one overall pick, right? Uh, yeah, the Packers are able to just nab a quarterback like Jordan Love and then you know have him sit for a couple of years there under a Hall of Fame quarterback who did the same thing, sat behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for several years. So you know. If it works, you know, why, why kill the formula, it, no matter how much flat that they got. So, uh, yeah, I kind of admire that they're able to just do what they want to do and they, they just win. And I think that's something that's commendable that, you know, I kind of envy a little bit for sure. So, but yeah, enough Packer talk. Uh, that's too much, too much love for the Packers. I feel like, uh, who do we got next? <laughs> Next up, we've got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. This is this is definitely going to be a fun one. Like, I love the storylines, right? Of Goff and Stafford, you know, the teams that traded each, tra- you know, traded and switched the the quarterbacks there, and then the Rams won the Super Bowl with Stafford, so that definitely uh, uh, kind of went in their favor there. That being said, hey, you know the. Lions look pretty good with Jared Goff and you know, the team that they've been able to build kind of around Jared Goff for sure. So um, Rams, they've won seven of their last games. One of the hottest teams in all of football here. You know, uh, Montgomery and Gibbs, I think that'll be a key thing for the Lions uh, and, and their success. You know, the Rams, I think they're like middle of the pack in terms of the run defense. So that definitely favors the Lions, if they can get Montgomery and Gibbs just going, that really takes the pressure off of Jared Goff, um, you know, and Aaron Donald and that pressure that they have in the, uh, you know, on the defensive line there. So uh, the Rams have a great passing attack, though, and that'll be key thing, I think, here to watch. Lions have not been good against the passes here, just have not. And, you know, the Rams with Puka having that historical rookie season and then also Cooper Cup as well, who's who's still a very capable wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers, you know, obviously when healthy here. Um, I think that'll be key. You know, if Hutchinson, if he is able to, you know, create some pressure against uh, Stafford, who uh, I think he's usually he's in the bottom of the league in terms of getting sacked just because He's able to get rid of the ball pretty quickly, make smart decisions with the ball, you know, do the pre-snap reads, kind of all the things that Justin Fields sucks at. Like all those things, I think, kind of just make Stafford good and well off here. Um, you know, so I think all that being said, you know, I'm looking at the line here and everything. It's like Lions, you know, they're at home. They're favored by three points. You know, I think I picked, picked the favorites for the past couple games, uh, or the, the previous games so far. I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think the Rams pull it off. Like I mentioned before, this is one of the hottest teams in football. They got a lot of rhythm going. You know, they got Cooper Cup back. I think that they'll be able to, you know, uh, stop the run a little bit or slow down the run a little bit and just make off, you know, the passer, kind of like what the Bears uh, have done and how, why they match it pretty well is just because the Bears have a really good run defense there. So I think the Rams, they got some smart coaches there. 
with playoff experience, Super Bowl experience there. So, yeah, I'm going to go pick the Rams here. Uh, it'll be a close one. I'll just you know, maybe pick the money line here. But, yeah, I got Rams beating the, the Lions. Sorry, Lions fans. I know it's been like 30 years, but you know what? I just don't think this is the best matchup for the Lions here. So, yeah, picking the Rams, beating the Lions. Yeah, I mean, who knows Jared Goff, you know, better than Sean McVay? I mean, to think about kind of having the full breakdown, the full analysis of what this guy is, what he's most likely to do, uh, what's going to happen when he faces, you know, certain schemes or pressure. Sean McVay knows that guy like the back of his hand. Um, for me, with, you know, Sam Laporta possibly being out in this one, I mean, that's that's a huge blow to the Lions passing game. Um, if I am the Rams, I'm stacking the box a little bit, trying to prevent that that run game from being established and putting all the pressure on Jared Goff. I mean, luckily for him, he's still got Amon Ross St. Brown on the outside. But in a lot of ways, to me, um, this experience that the Rams are going to bring in, um, it is going to matter. Um, in Detroit's, you know, seemingly first playoff game in a very long time. They're hosting. They're coming off an amazing year. Um, and, and and it's no, uh, you know, no takeaway from what the Lions are, you know, on paper and throughout the year and kind of coming into this one. It's just, I think, like you're saying, the Rams red hot. I also saw that they've won seven of their last eight. Um, no surprise. I mean, they've been on an absolute tear they're they're definitely you know getting healthier and you know kind of building that momentum but another x factor here is just matt stafford in the playoffs in detroit i mean coming back to play against the franchise that you know obviously he he was the man at for a very long time with uh with megatron and um obviously went to la won the title um kind of feels like a different guy um altogether but i mean he's going to be motivated to go you know, into his old home and kind of show his fan base, um, you know, who he, you know, still is and, you know, what he's capable of. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Detroit, I love them as a team. Um, I think if everything was good with them, just health wise, I'd feel a lot better about this game. Like if I knew Sam Laporta was hundred percent, I'd be feeling really good. Um, Detroit also had a little bit of stumbles down the stretch. I mean, golf looking, a little bit up, a little bit down. Um, if he was, you know, kind of peaking toward the end of the year, I'd have felt a lot better about it as well. Um, man, this one's tough for me just because I do like, you know, Detroit an awful lot. I like their story. I like what they've, you know, been been building over there. But I'm with you too. Going into this one, I have it on paper. I've got the Rams upsetting Detroit, you know, in Detroit and uh I was curious what the over/under is for the game in total because I think if it's sixty or under, I would I would take the over. Yeah, I'm not too sure on on the total point total, but yeah, I just know that the Lions are the favorites by three points here. I can check it one second as I sign in or log into my account here, but it looks like the over under it's like it's 51 and a half actually so yeah that and yeah to your yeah. point like this is definitely going to be probably pass heavy uh game you know with golf there too and then also uh stafford uh especially stafford and you know those two weapons there against uh you know a lions pass defense that just hasn't been the best this season so uh but you know yeah i mean this definitely could be you know, maybe hitting that over for 51 and a half for sure. Uh, you know, I definitely see this like 
both teams scoring, uh, you know, 20 plus, maybe close to 30 as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely see this one going over um, some of the best offenses in the game, both these teams and, you know, defenses ranked, you know, in the, you know, the bottom half of the league. So, yeah, with all things considered, I think if you're placing bets, definitely go over uh, for the game in total. And, uh, yeah, with Wayne, I have the Rams winning as well. Um, but, yeah, we can move on to our next one. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles going into uh, Tampa to take on the Bucks. So, man, talk about, like, two teams that kind of just, like, are rumbling in a little bit, right? <laughs> You got the Eagles who have lost five of their last six games. And man, like, you know, I think coming into the season, we both were like, this team, this team can make a run for it. But there's just been a lot of more doubts, I think, uh, of late. Hurts has not played well. I, you know, I think a lot of people were picking him as like the MVP, you know, maybe the first half of the season. And just as good of a season he's had in the first half, he just had you know, pretty bad, like, last six games here. So, uh, you know, A.J. Brown, he's he's a little banged up, too. You know, keep an eye out on his injury report there, too. Like, that'll be big and huge uh, if he's missing in action. Uh, the Bucks, though, like, they got they, – they shut out the Panthers, but they only scored nine points against the Panthers. Like, so, again, they're not coming in, like, you know, guns blazing here. Uh, they definitely have had their struggles. You know, they do have a lot of weapons there still. I mean, you know, Mike Evans, he's been his, you know, normal 1,000 yards, uh, you know, five-plus touchdowns, you know, et cetera there. Chris Godwin, same thing. So they still they do have the weapons there on, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, defense, you know, was one of the top-run defenses in football, which I think that bodes well, especially against this run heavy Eagles team and, you know, solid offensive line for the Eagles as well. But I think the key thing that's for the Eagles too, along with Jalen Hurts' struggles is their pass defense just has been terrible. Um, and that can really bode well, I think for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So uh, I'm going to take the bucks here. You know, this is in Tampa. Uh, the bucks are underdogs here by three points. You know, I think my whole I think I, I think my key factor here was, you know, this Eagles team, they lost to the Giants and the Cardinals recently. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad. Uh, again, very talented team. I don't get what exactly is happening with them, but they're just not playing to that level that they're very much capable of. So something with the coaching, something in the water. I don't know. Inflation is finally getting up to them. I don't know exactly what's happening, but yeah, this team just doesn't have it. And, you know, I think when you're going into the playoffs, you definitely want to have that it factor, a little bit of moxie. I think they kind of lost that here. And, yeah, going against this Bucks, I think this Bucks team actually matches up really well with them. You know, for the, all the points I just mentioned, uh, you know, poor pass defense. Well, guess what? The, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they can definitely get some yardage over there. Baker Mayfield had like a career year basically. Uh, and then, yeah, the Bucks have a really good run defense. I think that bodes well against this, the offense for the Eagles. So all in all, I think it's kind of, you know, not the best matchup. And then also, you know, away for the Eagles. And then also, uh, yeah, just the Eagles just have not been playing that well. So all in all, like I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to pick the Bucks here uh, who are the underdogs winning this game. 
Yeah. I mean, talent alone would just tell you, like, the Eagles, this is a slam dunk, like, no problem. Just looking at that roster, what they did last year, what we thought of them. I mean, even from a cultural standpoint, I just, I've always, at least, you know, seeing the rise of Jalen Hurts and everything they were, you know, able to do from last year, it's like, I never thought, you know, maybe the culture of that team could be, you know, problematic or there's some, you know, could be something in the clubhouse we don't really know about, but you know, just looking at where they're kind of coming from, moving into this first game, um, you know, losing four or five, you know, looking at the injuries from Hurts, they're talking about, you know, his middle finger, maybe not being able to grip the ball right, make make throws. I mean, that's huge. And, you know, to not have, you know, possibly A.J. Brown, I think I've heard that he's slated to play, but he's going to be banged up. Devontae Smith, you know, missed last week's game and, you know, was banged up in the one prior. Not sure about DeAndre Swift or, you know, even uh, Darius Slay on defense. So it's kind of like, man, there are a lot of things just just negatively trending for a team. And I think when a team starts to skid in this fashion, it really doesn't matter what statistics you're looking at, what analytics, you know, reports you're, you're digging into or kind of looking at the talent on paper and saying, like, they should be this, they should be, you know, that. It, it, it like, this kind of... It just it, it moves past all this stuff and it's just kind of that that instinctual momentum and that instinctual confidence that you're gonna have as a team or even as, you know, just a fan of this game, kinda understanding like this team's hobbled and they're coming in, you know, just just not looking themselves like this is this is gonna, you know, probably end up uh not boding well for them. I mean, to be embarrassed by the New York Giants in a must-win game, you know, they could have locked up the two-seed right there. I mean, it's, it's huge. And they were just completely walked off the field. I mean, losing against the Cardinals at home, I mean, that shouldn't happen, too, to a team that's, you know, at the very top of the standings. And, and they were. I mean, for most of the year, they were undefeated or they were, you know, in that one seed for for pretty much all of the first half. And it just has, has come crashing down for them. Um, for the Bucks, it's like, I don't even love this team. I don't, I, I don't get out of my, you know, I don't jump out of my chair thinking like, yeah, this team's got, you know, s- some edge or this team has, you know, potential to make a little bit of a run in this playoffs. I just kind of look at it as, you know, Philly is so battered and they just look so, you know, kind of brittle uh, coming in that, you know, whoever is lining up against them has a great shot. And, you know, I give Baker Mayfield a lot of credit for the year he's had. I mean, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, completely, you know, putting himself back up there as as somebody that maybe a franchise could trust as as a starter. Um, could he, can he do it again next year for Tampa? Like, it's possible. Um, he might have a Geno Smith type of kind of, uh, you know, year two after the big, the you know, the big year here. But to be ninth in passing after kind of, you know, being tossed around the league and kind of, you know, blowing is his top opportunity out of the gate with Cleveland. It's it's nice to see uh, when a veteran can can get him back. You know, get himself back into a place of being, you know, an effective um, you know player or just somebody that you know folks are are, are wanting to trust. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge perk I think for Tampa. I mean, in the last you know half of the the year they had some pretty big wins. I'd say. I mean, just knocking out Atlanta. You know, Green Bay and Jacksonville, they got some wins there too. I mean, they are capable of beating playoff teams. It's not like, you know, they're beating up on the Carolinas and and others, uh, you know, at the bottom of the the standings here. So Tampa, you know, has the ability to play um, against better teams and come out with Ws. Um, but for me, this is just, it puts Philly in the spotlight of like, man, what the hell is going on there? Um, you know, could we see a potential Nick Sirianni firing? Um, I'm sure they might clean house with the coordinators if they go out in the first round here but 
I'm completely with you. I think this will be a good competitive game, but yeah, man, I've got Tampa at home uh, taking care of business. I mean, talk about just like a complete 180 of a team. And, you know, if they didn't have as good of a start as they did, you know, they very much so, it, it feels like kind of like the Jaguars, but yeah, just they just had a better start than the Jaguars. And, you know, uh, obviously I think, yeah, to your point, I think Jalen Hurts probably yeah, is playing her. He definitely has looked like he's been playing her. And similar to, I think, Trevor Lawrence, who's been playing her and just has not played well. And I think that really is the detriment to, you know, uh, their teams and their records here. Uh, and then, yeah, we kind of compare that and contrast that with, you know, kind of what's happened with uh, some of these teams that are just getting hot with, you know, uh, their second string quarterbacks or like Joe Flacco with the Browns. It definitely goes to show like, hey, it's nice to have that relief kind of quarterback in a way, you know. It is nice to have a second string quarterback, uh, kind of like how, you know, Jake Browning, he was able to kind of relieve Joe Burrow a little bit there. So, um, but yeah, you know, a lot of things. It'd be interesting, yeah, to see if, Sirianni gets more pressure maybe on next season. Like, uh, yeah, it's tough to say like how you evaluate the situation, but it really just goes to show like the coordinators that the uh, Eagles lost this past off season was detrimental with Gannon going to, you know, the Cardinals there. Uh, yeah. The, the defense just looks awful now uh, without him. So he definitely was instrumental in terms of implementing strategy and making game time adjustments and just, you know, working at that defense because that defense was dominant. And yeah, this season, uh, they just have lost that dominance there, um, you know, with a couple of changes here and there. But it's like, you know, they still have a lot of their staples. So uh, and then uh, Shane Steichen, too, on the offensive side, like they the offense has looked looks like they've taken a step back too, regressed a, regressed a little bit there, too, as well. So, yeah, just a lot of uh, things that are just kind of going on a downward spiral, I think, for the Eagles. but. Um, you know, any given Sunday or Saturday, you know, in this case in the NFL, but yeah, I think we're both just thinking, man, this Bucks team, they don't look that great too, but man, that Eagles team looks pretty bad right now. So. Yeah. And, you know, going on coordinators, who was their defensive coordinator to start off the year? Uh, it was none other than Sean Desai, uh, former yeah. Chicago Bear, you know, DC, who had his duties stripped from him and given over to Matt Patricia. So it's just like, yeah, man, <laughs> if you're plucking from the Bears tree, like, hey, that's that's number one problem you got right there. Um, you know, Patricia, I don't know. Um, maybe he's able to cobble, you know, cobble together something uh, for Tampa. Could I see the Eagles winning this game? Like, yeah, they sh they should be winning this football yeah. game. Like. 100% they should be winning. But, yeah, it's just if I had to place a bet or, you know, go with my gut, you know, it's Tampa uh, just to just to do what they have to do at home to get to the next round. Um, but I think either of these teams just feel like they're lame ducks moving into the, the, the round to follow. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, you know, whoever goes against either the Eels or the Bucks, they're like, oh, that's that's not so bad. I think we could take them, right? You know, so yeah, both teams are just kind of lumbering in there and yeah, hoping for the best there. But yeah, uh, it's kind of sad to see how the Eagles, like I think a lot of people that this off season, there was a lot of hype, I think, for the Eagles. And then now, yeah, like uh, after this later half of the season, just such a disappointment, I think, right now. But, you know, all can be redeemed in this 
uh, playoffs. We'll see what kind of happens here. But yeah, uh, it's just not not the best uh, feels, I think, going into uh, the playoffs right now. No doubt. Um, so with that, um, those are the first round matchups for the NFL coming up this weekend. Uh, folks, tune in. Have a great time watching those. Um, if you've enjoyed our coverage here, uh, you know, give us a subscribe, a like, leave us a comment um, or a review wherever you may be you know, listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, we're going to go over the next round of the playoffs after everything plays out and uh, you know, maybe put some predictions down for you know, who may uh, you know, be the champion this year. So uh, stick with us here at the Ball and Breakfast podcast. And as always, with Wayne, I'm Patrick uh, signing off.